To say there's problems in pharmacy is an understatement. How are we going to solve them, though? It really comes down to what I say, the three C's. First off, we need community. And what community is, is look at the word, community. You need unity through communication. That's literally how you spell the word. You also need some laughs because as we know as pharmacists, laughter is the best medicine. So we need comedy. A good way to tie those together is the third C. This dude I met when I gave my live talk at OPA, Ohio Pharmacists Association, had the honor of meeting him and then hearing him present as well. And the third C is Corey. Corey Jenks, to be specific, if you're watching the video, the author of this book that I'm holding up, Permission to Care. Uh, phenomenal dude who is actually a pharmacist and a comedian. No joke, this guy can make you laugh without tickling it. It's amazing, the skills. Uh, but before I could literally talk all day about his accolades and how much he does for our profession, but rather than do that, I'm going to introduce him to the show. So my friend, Dr. Jenks, welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Thank you. That is literally the most kind and uh, innovative introduction I've ever received. And for the sake of alliteration, I'm very glad my parents didn't go with their first idea of a name, Ryan. That would have really messed up your three C's. So I would, I would, uh, I would have fixed it. I would have improvised, shall we say. Yeah. Yes. Uh, actually, it would have been uh, CCR, which is a great classic rock band and the key to fixing pharmacy. But we'll go with the three C's. So uh, thank you for that introduction. And yes, I am a pharmacist, a comedian, you had the choice of, as we're known as, as being very funny in our profession, you had a choice of a multitude of pharmacist comedians, but you chose me today. So thank you for having me on here. And so, uh, as he was saying, I am a pharmacist, I'm a comedian. I got my PharmD from the University of South Carolina back in 2011. So I've been practicing for over a decade. So I feel like an old guy now. And when I started my practice, I had a, I had this hang up. I had this thing where I was, I got all these, I got my degree, I'm residency trained. I got a couple of board certifications and none of that means anything because I would jam up with patients when they'd ask me weird things or when a nurse or a doctor would ask me that weird question. And this amazing thing happened. I started doing this weird thing called improv comedy. It's actually not weird. I think it's actually really important. Actually, I wrote a whole book about it anyway. Uh, but I learned to listen, to communicate, to adapt. And along the way, I guess I got a little bit of a sense of humor and uh, I like personal space. So if I, if I can't make you laugh without tickling you, then I ain't making you laugh. So that's the, that's the long and short of it. So now I, I still practice as, a, as an ambulatory care pharmacist, doing my best to stem the tide of metabolic disease. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm speaking and writing and, and teaching other healthcare professionals how to apply the skills that have made me a better pharmacist or improv comedy. So I think that is as much bio as the world needs to know. Uh, <laughs> huh? So we can jump into, jump into the good stuff here. No, dude, thank you for, for giving the intro. If y'all don't know, so he gave you a little rundown. Uh, personal space is a real thing. So if any of you have met me at any of my keynotes or speaking programs or any pharmacy organizations, you know I'm a hugger. I love to give the high fives, all the stuff. So when I met this dude, I was like, all right, first is professional handshake. Now it's time for a hug. And he's like, uh, <laughs> so uh, luckily I, I did I it. Went in. <laughs> I, went, I went for the hug. You, you know how to engender trust quickly. So that's uh, that, the, the, that personal space thing is all about trust. And so we got, we got that right away, man. So absolutely happy to have hugged it out. <laughs> so it was really cool, man. Cause I got to meet you like live in person, something that we haven't really done any of us for the last like two plus years. Um, so I was yeah. super excited. got to do a speaking program at Ohio Pharmacists Association uh, with another fellow pharmacist, Tim Albrecht of Your Financial Pharmacist. Maybe y'all heard of him, uh, but it was an absolute blast. But, but the cool thing was, a lot of the programs were going on at the same time, 
But there was mine first thing on Saturday morning, but then Corey's followed right after. So we got to go to each other's and hear each other uh, rock the stage and all that fun stuff. But it's really funny because what I noticed in the room is there was a transition from both pharmacists and pharmacy students. Because, you know, you, you put some pharmacy professionals in a room and say, we're going to teach you comedy. And they're like, Ugh, deer in headlights. Like, I'm not funny. I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. Ah! But there's something that I teach all of my clients, whether you're in my private groups, whether you're a one-on-one -on -one client, or you're, you've done a course that I made online. And that is a really awesome skill called skill transfer. Because a lot of times when we're trying a new ability, we feel overwhelmed or not qualified or we can't do it. This isn't my in my expertise, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at the, the structure, the framework of a pharmacist, there's so many skills that we have. One of those is improvisation. Like you learn all the stuff in pharmacy school, but then what are you going to do when someone rolls in the pharmacy and they just like decide to pee on the floor right in front of everyone? How are you going to handle that? Do they teach you that in pharmacy school? I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can tell you that at the University of South Carolina, the urine cleanup was not part of our core curriculum. There might've been an elective there after I left, but yeah, that, that's, and I, I love that you bring that up because yeah, there's, there's literally no way to teach everything that will happen. So we, pharmacists have to be able to improvise and, and, some of us do it better than others, but I think the, those that are able to do it more effectively are going to be more effective pharmacists. So, and if exactly. you know how to use a map, you'll be very prepared for that particular scenario you just brought up. So, yes, there, there's been training for sure. <laughs> on the, that's called OJT on the job training. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but it, it brings up a really important point, man, and that is the value of comedy. So, if you look at, so I've been doing social media for a while, I train people on how to build their brands. And depending on what your niche is in pharmacy, one of the biggest niches that hit is comedy. So if you all follow, follow me on Instagram at the fit pharmacist, you'll see like once a week, I make a reel just for kind of comedic relief because we all mm -hmm. need it. But when we take it to a different level and ingrain that in our pharmacy culture, both, both with our colleagues, our patients, and those that we work with interprofessionally, it really takes the dynamic of a pharmacist to another level because yes, we do some really important life necessary things that literally could mean life or death, but we also have to have that dose of humanity. And I think that's really part of your mission is to bring that back to pharmacy, back to the patient pharmacist interaction. Um, so with that, can you kind of touch on the, the need for laughter in our culture, but more so how to ingrain it in a way that's professional because when I talk to a lot of pharmacists and especially students who are very apprehensive to like not get a detention kind of mindset, even though that, yeah. that doesn't exist, um, <laughs> they're very apprehensive and resistant because they're like, well, yeah, I, I like to laugh, but I also don't know when it's appropriate with a patient. Like, how do, So how do you kind of help people learn how to adapt comedy in a way that keeps that professionalism? Yeah, I think that's a wonderful question and a, and a great way to frame it. And I think that the first thing that we have to do is like, as an improviser, the one thing that we say is yes, and like we say yes to reality, we acknowledge and accept reality. Here's the reality. Pharmacy is hard. Healthcare is hard. And that's okay. It's okay that we're, we, we we're called to do this thing that's hard. But if we just bring that home with us every day, if we treat everything, like we literally do life and death stuff, let's not <laughs> fool ourselves. But when we treat everything like life and death, it just wears on you. I think that's what happened to me early in my career. So I think it's really important to have those moments. What Sometimes it's dark humor. Sometimes it's it's lighter humor. But a lot of times I think that, you know, you talk about someone comes into your pharmacy and pees on the floor. I've had a, when I used to work retail, I had a guy come and ask for a TV. I was at, I worked back back in the day when Target was its own pharmacy. Dude came and was like, 
I'd like to buy a TV. And I'm like, yeah, back in the electronics. He's like, yeah, uh, 38 inches. I'm like, so there comes a point where it's like, it, there's such, such absurdity. And that's like what comedy is, is, is we take the, the mundane absurdities and we heighten them, we make them bigger. And so what I do in my, my approach as a pharmacist and doing comedy is we need to acknowledge and laugh at the absurdities. And whether it is, oh gosh, someone peeing on your floor, whether it is the fact that, you know, I have a guy that comes to my facility from another facility in our same healthcare system, and we have to do 13 prior authorizations for the same meds he's been on for 25 years. Instead of getting upset at the person for the patient for like being upset, I just laugh and say, yeah, I'd, I'd be upset too, man. Uh, this is crazy that I have to do all this paperwork. And so I, I think that the, the first step is acknowledging it's hard and then being willing to laugh at the, the crazy things that happen because the laughter is the best medicine. It's, a, it's like, it's a cliche, but it's pretty, pretty true. Yep. Um, and I think that if anyone out there has worked a shift that's gone sideways, if you've Never. been with a team. That, that no, doesn't yeah, happen, yeah. dude. That doesn't happen in pharmacy. Uh, wrong audience. <laughs> well, you're a white cloud. So you bring, you know, nothing when you, you know, when you work, nothing bad happens because it's a white cloud. But, you know, when I've worked, like, I think that there are those times where you can go through any hard situation if you have a great team that you're with that you're willing to like, just like laugh at what just happened instead of like, instead of internalizing it and letting it eat you from the inside, we just have to like, like laugh off as much as we appropriately can. Uh, like I had a residency preceptor that we'd work the weekends and we'd have a million discharges. And so like in the middle of the afternoon, she would literally play an old boy band song called when the lights go out by the uh, group five uh, spelled with a Y uh, turn the lights out in the pharmacy. And for three minutes, it was just like, we're, da we're dance partying. We're having fun. Right. Yes. It's like, okay, that just re-energizes me. So that like, that's the first piece is like, we just have to do it to like fight that burnout and, and, and kind of like the pressing reality oftentimes that we deal with. Now, the second part's important. How do we be funny without being offensive? Uh, and I think that like, there's the swing of the world. Like we've swung so hard to professional that we're like, we forgot the humanity and being oh, personable yeah. side of it. Yeah. And so I, I have a couple examples in my book where a patient actually pushed me to get the little PG-13 levels with them. Um, he insisted I recall his erectile dysfunction, something else that I will not besmirch your wonderful podcast with, read the book to find out. <laughs> so I think that the patient in the situation guides you. And, and being funny can be with your coworkers. It can be with your patients. It, here's my little rule. If, like, if you have a second thought of like, I'm not sure if this is appropriate, don't say it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not worth it. Like, don't swear unless, like, don't swear unless like, I work with old guys uh, and they swear at me in a kind way. So I'll like, I'll, I'll kind of mirror them. Like th that's one way that we do an improv is, is like mirroring the other person. Yeah. But I tend to just like avoid the political, <laughs> avoid the, the, the crude stuff. Uh, a, a good pun or a dad joke's always good. It can help see if your patient's actually listening. If they laugh or roll their eyes, you're in. <laughs> yes. So, I, I think that's one thing. And then, you know, one thing that you do great is social media. I'm a little less active on it from a comedy side. I've been doing, I've, I'm new to this social media game. So I do a lot of book promotion, speech talk promotion. I do less actual comedy. I'll do a few comedic videos and, and, and posts. But I think the thing to think about, if you're trying to be funny on the internet, it's forever. Yep. So write it out. Think about it. Think about it some more. If you're like, I don't know, th then don't, right? Uh, at work, it's a little bit like 401 hits, the clock's over. We're outside of work. I'm, I have this previous relationship with a person or a patient. Like you have to read it. And that's that's what improv is actually. Like I actually almost pushed back on this idea of like, oh, I'm, I'm the comedian. We always do comedy. 
one thing that improvisers do is we we sit in reality, we acknowledge it, and some comedy is what we need. And sometimes that patient needs help, or the patient needs uh, a metaphorical kick in the rear to, to get to get what. Throughout all that, I think it's, it's all about reading that situation. And if you have that doubt, maybe don't make the joke. And if it's going to go on the internet, definitely don't do it if you're, if you're having doubts. Uh, and, yes. and then, you know, reach out to me. I'll tell you if it's okay. So that's <laughs> such a, a huge point. And a lot of people are like, well, how do I be funny? Like, I don't know the context. And this is the same question, actually, where people say like, you know, I'm building a brand uh, online in person, trying to be a speaker of my career, whatever. Where, what, where do I get content? Like what's good content? And the simple answer is the same, whether you're building a brand or making comedy, the best content is your real life because it's real. Yes. People are so tired of the fake crap. They're so tired yes. of like the, the super professionally edited videos and the poshed up, like, you know, makeup and all that stuff. Uh, it, it's crazy. So literally the best content is your real life because people can relate to it. And that's seriously yeah. the first thing in making a content post or comedy, anything from, from what you said is leading with empathy so that there's <laughs> connection because yes. again, in pharmacy, that's one of the benefits we have. I call it blind trust. People come to you, they lay all this personal information on the table. What you do with that, that'll either increase the trust or decrease. So you got to really treat that well. So with those yeah. experiences, with those stories, leading with that empathy to build that connection, then to take them there, which uh, to your point with, you know, how do I know if it's professional? Same thing that I that I tell people, I think we're spot on agreeing with this. I, I call it roast before you post. So if you're about to make a post before you hit that post button, make sure you roast it. And I say, look at it from the point of view of someone who's always offended all the time and say, would there be any possible way that this person could take it out of context and just mm -hmm. totally read it wrong? And if, if yeah. that is, if there's even a slight chance, don't do it. So just yeah. a little nugget of, uh, of taking what you said and framing it. But I, I think what you do is actually, it comes into the second C and that is community. And I think mm -hmm. that's one thing that everyone in pharmacy, whether you're a student pharmacist, new grad, you've been 20, 30 years in, in the, in the, on the bench is the need for that. And I think COVID really brought that to light because you've all heard before. And again, cliches are true because they're true. Uh, you yeah. never know what you have till it's gone. And that connection mm -hmm. that pharmacy students love and a lot of them take, take for granted, speaking from experience, um, we graduate and then it's like, we feel alone. We feel disconnected. We feel like, oh, I had these professors, these classmates who were always there for me. Now, what do I do? Like, you know, mm -hmm. all the pharmacy school organizations, now what do I do? So I think that mm -hmm. element of community has really been brought to light from COVID. And I think comedy is a great way to start that connection. So can you speak a little bit about, because you're a speaker as well, um, you travel a lot like myself. So can you speak a little bit about how comedy can be a great transition and instigator for community and the need for that? Well, I think I can actually piggyback off your last point. It's like the best content comes from a place of truth. Yeah. Well, if you get a group of pharmacists together and you just start telling stories of crazy things that have happened, like that are funny, immediately you've built that, that community, that, that, that group mind that we call it an improv and improvisation. It's not like stand up where I go up and I tell jokes, boom, boom, boom. It's like, I have a team of people that we're relying on. So when I found improv, like I was a, I was a, you know, new grad, new resident grad working. And I didn't, I still actually struggle with that professional. I don't feel like I have a great pharmacy professional community, but I found that community on the improv stage. But as a, as a, as a, as a profession, I think that sometimes we struggle with what that community even looks like because we have retail pharmacists, we have the clinical pharmacists, we have academia, we have this, we have that. 
And there's a lot of infighting without looking at that. You know, when you have a great community, you look at that broad overall goal or what you're trying to accomplish. And I think if we can, can put that aside, that, 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 that can help bring us together. But I think comedy brings us together as a community because if we're doing it right, and especially we're coming at it from a healthcare niche, like which if you say, if you do a great post or a great joke that's pharmacy-based or healthcare-based, it's going to hit on a lot of people in that community. You're going to get a lot of reaction. You're going to get a lot of people look like at our conferences, like your, your presentation was wonderful with that. I love saying stuff, you know, saying a joke or a story. And I see out in the audience, everyone's like looking at each other and agreeing. We find that agreement together in community. And it's hard, like, I'm sure you do online virtual talks. I've been doing them. They're great, but there's nothing like that in-person energy. Like that's, yes. the, I think that's the word that I think that that really hits home on what we've missed with COVID is we're not pharmacy robots that just like dispense meds and dispense information. Like we're humans that have got to have that community connection. Exactly. It's such an important point. And something that I think all of us, if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, you're probably like, yeah, absolutely. Like I miss that. I need that. So that's, that's such a need that we have as pharmacists, as humans to get that. And I think that comedy is such a great bridge because it really, it, it, exactly that. It takes the content from real life and just like we all, this is the thing is we all face the same crap, but no one's really talking about it. No one's really bringing mm -hmm. it to light and saying, okay, what do we do with this? Well, you can mm -hmm. create solutions. You can create a business. That's what I did with speaking and everything, talking about the stuff everyone suffers from, but how do we actually move forward rather than just getting in the complain game? Um, yeah. But I think that's exactly what you did too. There's an issue. How can I create a business from this and really speak to the pain to give people that solution? So yeah. one thing that I enjoyed with your program and one thing that I, I say is it should be the standard in speakers. And uh, I think every pharmacist or student who has heard a speaker that has put them to sleep will agree with me as well, is you have to have interaction. You have to have engagement yeah. because we are tired of lectures and CEs. Like we want to take the stuff and put it into practice. We hear what you're saying. It logically makes sense, but we want to experience it. And I think yeah. that's so cool. We, we both have that same agreement. That's like the new standard. So Corey is mm -hmm. one of the speakers that is reframing what a speaker is in pharmacy world. So <laughs> props to you, bro. <laughs> but thanks. Yeah. But I think that's something that you did really well. And, and that's something that a lot of pharmacists at first are apprehensive because we have, mm -hmm. you know, we don't want to look like a failure. Uh, it, it's scary to be real, like regardless of it's common or what, trying something yeah. new that you're not skilled in. But my argument yeah. with that is we are skilled in it in a different area. It's just that skill transfer of taking improv that every one of you do, whether you're a student pharmacist, regardless of your niche, and then taking that and translating it to how do we apply this in real time? So mm -hmm. obviously we talked about, you know, where do we get the content? That's like the big question, real life. So there you go. Easy. You don't have to do research. Like, boom, <laughs> just think back to what, what was stupid happened. What was out? Like y'all will never believe this. That's a great pickup, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've got everyone's attention, but can you kind of share the framework for, okay, if I'm going to try this out, uh, my texts are down. So let's say your pharmacist, let's say your texts are down. Uh, you got bad metrics and they feel defeated. Let's say that mm -hmm. you've got a patient that you have good rapport with. They come in and they're just feeling down. What's a mm -hmm. framework that you could share for how people can start to dip their toe into framing comedy, coming up with a, a comedy skit, or how, how would you kind of walk us through that? So something that I would do is if you're in a store where the energy's down, the morale's low, um, one thing that 
is it sounds super simple, but like having a one minute meeting before and seeing where everyone's at, because if tech, you know, if, if tech one is going through stuff with their child and tech two has their car broke down and they have a lot of other stuff on their mind, I think just getting to that place of truth and, and reality, have a huddle and say, Hey, what's going on with you? Not what are we going to do in the store today? What the metrics say? Like, I care about you, the person that I'm working with for the next eight to, depending on the store you work at, 14 hours. <laughs> um, so, so not only do that, does that show them that you care about them as a person, but you're understanding what their reality is in that moment, understanding where their mindset is. And from there, you can adjust. You can say, all right, what can I do to make this day better? What, what are we going to do to shift our responsibilities? Or, or what are like, you know, if, if, if tech one is like, I just, I can't talk to people today. All right. You're feeling today. Other person's going to be on the phones. Like also magic world where you have two techs, not just one, but you know, this is my, it's my reality. I'm making it up. So, um, so I, I think starting there and then like what I've actually done with my huddles, uh, is I've actually played improv games, like really simple ones. You saw some of them at OPA. They're so easy that a pharmacist can do it. And if you read my book, they actually have some links to some of the games that you can play really quick things to get your mind in a frame of kind of adaption, getting it in that flexing the muscles of adaptability, staying in the moment, sharing the energy. We talked earlier about the importance of energy so that we can all get on that same page so that we're all working towards that common goal of sometimes it's just get through your shift. Sometimes it's like, let's, let's, let's aim super high today. And that's okay. We got to find out where that starting place is to know where like we want to aim for, for that day. Uh, And I think that as a team, as a leader of a team, or even not a leader of a team, you can step up and be the leader of that team. Who cares what your title is? Uh, You can, you can reframe that day in a a way that's going to be like we're pharmacists. So it might not be a great day, but how can we make it a less bad day so that we can build on that and make the next day better and make that whole culture better? That's such a good point that I want to echo because we all we have these goals, right? Whether it's uh, corporate induced or we all, you know, we want to improve. Like we're we're Type A people. I mean, I'm so Type yeah. A. My name starts with A, so I mean, there you go. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah but, but we so we want to get to an end point. We want to get to an outcome. In order to do that, you have to know where you're starting. Because let's just say this. Let's say uh, let's say you want to go somewhere. All right, driving somewhere you've never been. So you get out your smartphone. All right, you put out your GPS. You type in your destination. What other piece of information does that GPS, Google Maps, whatever it is, have to have in order to direct you where you want to go? It has to have your starting point. If you want to bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to go, you know where you want to go, but you have to know where you are. The first step in any change, whether that's personal development, career development, whatever it is, is awareness. You have to know mm-hmm. what people are dealing with. And, and I coach pharmacists uh, like on this all the time because they come to me and they say, uh, some of my clients, you know, my techs are doing this and that. It's the culture is getting kind of wishy-washy. And I said, well, have you asked them like what's going on in their life? Because we can make assumptions, but unless you really ask, like you never know mm-hmm. if someone, and this isn't just anything against techs, pharmacists, we do this too, pharmacy students, oh, yeah. professors. So when you come into work, if you're not in the best place, just ask them like, hey, is everything cool? Because you might not know that they just got in a fight with their husband before they came to work. Mm-hmm. You might not know that their kid just got suspended for a week for something that they didn't do. So now they're feeling that like you don't know. So you have to really understand where people are coming from in order to lead them where you want them to go. And it also, to your point, gives that dose of humanity so that you can connect with them through comedy to build that community. So I I think that's spot on. I just wanted to echo that. Thank you. Thanks for echoing that point. Uh, And I think that just to build off that quickly, do that with your patients as well. I think we've all been yelled at by a patient 
maybe never. once, you know, never, never. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 no one would ever yell at you, but, uh, and I, it's easy to react. And I think that what we do and what I do as an improviser is you take something that's like innocuous, something that you wouldn't think would be a big deal. And on stage, you react really big to it to create an absurd comedic scene. So what I try to do is I reverse engineer that. And if someone's reacting really big to me, I, I get like more neutral. I get quieter. I just listen. Because again, we work in healthcare. Someone could be having the worst day of their life and you're just at the tail end of the worst day of their life. Now, does that give them the right to abuse us as a profession? No, I, I'm not advocating. We just take abuse. But I think in that moment, like I've had so many patients that will at least come to my office for a diabetes visit, yell at me for 10 minutes about their pain control, say, I know you can't do anything. I just needed to tell someone that works here. There you go. I'm ready to talk about my blood sugar. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, I'm sorry. I'm like, ah, if I, if I was in pain all the time, I'd be pissed off too. Like, let's, let's move on, have that empathy. So I just wanted to throw that piece in there too, from the, not only the employees that we talk about, but the, but the patients we take care of too. Yeah, that's brilliant, man. And, and again, you said in your book here, so there's gonna be a link in the show notes, definitely check out this book. Uh, Y'all want to get it. You, you, you gave some activities for how to take these concepts. Cause I'll, again, you and I are the same. We talk about concepts. We really want to talk about implementation because theory mm -hmm. is useless unless it's applied. So what I want to end this with is, is there a activity or a game? If someone's new to this comedy thing, they're like, okay, I feel the tension in the pharmacy, but I, mm -hmm. I want to turn work into club pharmacy so that there's actually like a vibe, like there's actually like some humanity. So is there yeah. a simple game activity that you can recommend that people share uh, on the podcast? For example, I've talked about my smiley stickers and how that was like totally changed my career, something simple. Um, but what yeah. activity could you recommend to kind of lighten the mood uh, from the, the pharmacy day to day? Well, I'll, I'll recommend something that's right up a pharmacist and a technician's alley. It's a game called five things. So we can count by fives, right? That's our, that's the lamest pharmacy joke I got. And I say it all the time. It's fact. So five things, it's, it's really simple. You just, this is just a way to get your brain thinking off the top of your head. So get your group together. First person starts and points at someone and says, Hey, person one, give me five things you might say to someone who cuts you off in traffic. And there's no wrong answers. So like pharmacists were like, Oh gosh, what's the right answer? Like you can, you can say something you, you wouldn't say, just say whatever. Or like, what are five things that you would carry to the beach or what are, you know, five, five, the five best foods for Christmas, like whatever it is. And after each, per, after each thing that person says, you say, you know, yell at one and then two, three, four, five. And then we yell, these are five things. And we all clap and applaud each other. Yep. And then that person just passed, you know, then they, they ask the next person, what, you know, give me five things that are different, you know, another category. And you just go around the circle. The goal being to say the things as fast as possible without judgment. Uh, I do this with pharmacists and they're like, but I see the, like the judgment <laughs> voice just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's the right? I've never been on an airplane. I don't know what's like, just make it up. It doesn't matter. Like, there <laughs> are no so wrong true. answers. I think that's, that's the beautiful thing about improv is like, there's no script. So like, you know, at pharmacists, like I, I don't like that we devalue our profession by calling prescription scripts. And I'm a, as an improviser, I hate scripts because I don't want to memorize anything. So there ain't no wrong answers. Just let it fly. Five things go around the circle. And if like, once you get good at it, like at our theater, I do, we do 10 things. So, but we start with five. Uh, get over that barrier. And I, it's just one way to bring up the energy and get your like mind thinking silly. Like we talk about professionalism. I don't think we let ourselves be silly and play enough. Like, Fair and that's where our creativity comes from. Like what's, what's the point if we can't have some joy? Uh, yes, we will, we will deal with life and death stuff. It will be difficult and challenging, but you can bring some of that joy and silliness. It's okay. And if someone judges you, that is their problem. That is not your problem because you're doing what you need to do to take care of yourself and your team. And I think that's such great advice and it brings a really good point in closing because 
a lot of us say like, there's, I don't like my job anymore. There's, there's no fun. There's no joy. So let's just look at the word enjoy real quick. So you're mm -hmm. in joy because as pharmacists, we have to predict future events. We have to look back, right? We have to look at what went wrong. We also have to predict what are we going to do right? How are we going to move forward? How are we going to get our goals? So a lot of times this is really the reason behind emotion. If we're stuck in the past, we're depressed. If we're stuck in the future, we've got anxiety. But when we're in the present, that's a gift, which is where you really should be. So enjoy in joy in the present moment. So I think your strategy of looking at five things and just talking about, you know, what's going on in your day right now, it brings us back to the present moment and allows us to really connect in community, look at what's going on, share that in comedy, and that will actually allow us to go farther faster. So I say this a lot. Sometimes the, fa the best way to fast forward is to hit pause, that meaning be in the mm -hmm. present. And I think this game is super simple, uh, effective, and implementable. So that's what I'm all about. So I think that's definitely something everyone listening needs to give a try to for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was, yeah. Absolutely, man. So I just want to say thank you for all that you do for our profession, for writing this book. Again, guys, there's a link in the show notes. So you can pick up your copy. Um, but yeah, man, tell us where you are on social. How can people connect with you? How can they get more jokes and have some more giggles? So if you go to my website, coryjenks.com, uh, that's C-O-R-Y-J-E-N-K-S.com. My parents were cheap, didn't buy the vowel in Corey, so no E. Uh, you can go there and from there you can branch out to all my socials. But yeah, LinkedIn's a great way to connect. I love going on there. Uh, and then Instagram is probably the next best place. And then I'm on Twitter, but all of that can come from coreyjinx.com. Uh, scroll down, find my social links. Uh, also, there's not a lot of Corey Jinx pharmacists. So Google's scary good at finding me, uh, which is kind of cool. But uh, I want to thank you for having me on. And I want to thank you for all you do for our profession. You are a force and a joy. Talking about enjoy, man. That was such a, a treat watching you present last month. And uh, I learned a lot watching you. And I have a confession to make. I uh -huh. improvise my talk a little bit after watching your talk. So uh -huh. you inspire me to change my talk in the moment. So that's the, that's that pharmacist, go change a talk that you had planned a 90 minute talk, change it up in the moment. I dare you to, because it's, it, uh, it keeps you on the edge and keeps you having fun. So that was, that was amazing. So thank you. Wow. I love that, man. Thank you very much. That was a super kind compliment, but guys, definitely all the links that Corey mentioned will be in the show notes. Definitely go give him a follow, let him know what you learned, subscribe, get all the goods. Uh, this has just been such a joy, man. Seriously, thank you. It's been quite a dose of humor. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this is Dr. Adam Martin of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast signing off with the one and only Dr. Corey Jenks. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential.